Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone once again on the screen porch, a little more awake than last time. I hope I didn't sound too sleepy when we chatted about the um, significance of poppies and the memorial parade. It's always such fun to hear from you. One of the things I just love about writing the column is learning from all of you and the dilemmas and the delights and the discoveries that come from my daily work as a designer in this world of green with pops of delightful color. And it's fun to share previous stories as questions come up. And one that comes up so often this time of year is how to water new plants when you plant them. And I had a column about watering protocols that was inspired by Kurt, who was out watering my rock garden. God bless him, he was being so kind, but he was using the uh, spray head of the hose because he said it mimicked, you know, rain. <laughs> I explained to him that root watering is far better but the question on how to water new plantings turned into a story titled Watering New Plant Babies, and it starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. I adore helping clients design their gardens, procure plants and place them, and now is a busy time. Last week, it was such fun working with Kathy and Sean of Shahola, Pennsylvania, and their rescue dog, Hank who inspected the empty pots by sticking his head inside. Oh gosh, it was so cute. Literally, from pot to pot, he would look inside the pot. Perhaps he wanted to ensure that we remove them properly. Smiley face. Then comes coaching on watering their new plant babies. The first two years are critical in helping them become established in their new home. It's best to water the roots and avoid wetting the leaves. And did you know that only 40% of the water from sprinklers get to the plant's roots, which is where it's needed? Using less wasteful drip soaker hoses or hand watering is far better. Actually, there's a few side notes to the story which didn't make the column, and that is that mulch drastically helps runoff and evaporation, but only please use natural mulch, not the dyed kind, because as you may know, the dyed mulch is often made of recycled wood, which is the deck material, which has chemicals in it, which is not healthy for plants. I've seen so many plants demise from the stress of chemicals in the mulch, so stay away from that, especially the black mulch, because it's particularly stressful, because it heats up the soil, as well as the foliage, and that means you need to add more water, so it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> the key is to keep soil moist. Moisture should get 6 inches deep for annuals and perennials, and about 12 inches deep or more for shrubs and trees. So I equipped Kathy and Sean with a nifty moisture meter probe. They're only about $15, which helps take the guesswork out of figuring out if your plants are moist enough. Early in the evening, say before 6 p.m., is the best time to water, so the leaves have time to dry before nighttime, because, you know, even if you're Watering around the roots, you're liable to get a few drips on the leaves. I mean, that's to be expected. And by watering them in the evening, it allows the plants to absorb the moisture through the night before the drying sun and heat of the next day. But if you have to use sprinklers, early morning is best, so leaves have all day to dry, which reduces the likelihood of foliar disease. And it gives the plants time to absorb the water before it evaporates. 
You should water new plants every day for the first one or two weeks if Mother Nature doesn't provide. And in weeks 3 to 12, water your new plant babies every 2 to 3 days. And then weekly after that. So again, after 12 weeks, once a week is fine if Mother Nature doesn't provide. Irrigation systems are a huge convenience when you're establishing a garden. Even though I'm not a terrible fan of them in the long term because they often get overused once plants are fully established. And by doing that, you're actually training the plants to have shallow roots. So irrigation systems can give your plants kind of a negative spin if you use them too often. Again, it's a convenience and certainly, you know, if you can afford to put one in and you're putting in a huge garden, I highly recommend them. Too much watering, by the way, is just as damaging as not enough because roots need to breathe. And if you overwater them or if the mulch is too thick, which it shouldn't be more than three inches, it will suffocate the roots, causing plants to fail or become very sick. So certainly be careful of that. And the other thing is, you know, maybe you've noticed this, but in intense sun, leaves tend to curl, which is a way to protect themselves from evaporation. It's called aspiration. And so people think it needs water, but often that is not the case. They're just protecting themselves from sun, kind of like a sunscreen. So back to my story. Water directly over the root ball and be sure to water the backfill soil to encourage roots to grow into it. Recall that proper planting protocol is to dig a hole twice the width and the height of the root ball. So you have to backfill with good composted soil. So again, make sure you water that new soil so the roots don't stop, you know, at the end of the, uh, where the pot was. I hope I'm making sense. Be sure to keep the soil evenly moist. Watering only on one side of the plant will cause one-sided root growth, and that's not very good for plants, needless to say. And this is a tip for you if you're hand watering. When the water starts to run over the ground, in other words, not soaking into the plant, then you're putting in too much water at that moment. So move along to the next plant and then return to the one you were just watering so you can make sure that everything soaks in. How much water depends on the size of the plant, as you would expect. For trees, a good rule of thumb is one to one and a half gallons per one inch caliper. And as you likely know, the caliper is the trunk's width at about six inches above the ground. And if the tree is larger than four inches in caliber, then you measure at 12 inches above the ground. So that's how you determine the caliper of the tree. So if you have a one inch caliber tree, you need to put one to one and a half gallons of water evenly around it. For shrubs and perennials, figure the volume of water to use is about a third of a container that it came in. Maybe that's what Hank was inspecting when he was sticking his head in each of the pots. I'll expect a full watering report next time I visit Kathy and Sean. Garden dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com So even when your babies grow up, you may have to water if it's a drought period of time, which is that irony of having an irrigation system, because oftentimes when there's a drought, you're not allowed to use your irrigation. And so that is another scenario, which is why the training of shallow roots is a problem. We all need deep roots, just as human beings. We all need to have deep, grounded roots in order to endure all the challenges in our lives. Just as plants need to be able to endure periods of dryness. And if they are allowed to dry out a little bit between watering, and this is again once they're established, because during their baby time you need to keep the soil moist, but once established, letting them dry a bit 
will encourage those roots to grow deeper, which then gives them more ability to sustain themselves during periods of dryness. So that is one of the benefits of it. And uh, you may know about zeroscaping, which is a trendy sort of term. Actually, zeroscaping is the phonetic way of saying zeroscaping, which is spelled X-E-R-I-S-C-A-P-I-N-G, zeroscaping. Basically, it's also known as drought-tolerant plants or smartscaping. In a nutshell, choose plants whose cultural needs fit your climate and avoid losing water from evaporation and runoff to reduce or eliminate the need for irrigation. But still, during times of extreme heat and drought, watering is critical or your zeroscaping may result in zero plants. (laughs) I ended this story, Watering Protocols that it may seem complicated, but you'll get into the rhythm. And while you're at it, perhaps get into the rhythm of a rain dance. (laughs) So anyway, I appreciate our time together on the screen porch. It's always such a joy to me. And it's a joy to hear from more of you about what's going on with your gardens and things that are special with plants or, or even furry kids (laughs) or your own kids for that matter. I just always enjoy hearing from my fellow gardeners. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you have, please share it with your friends who may enjoy it as well so more can join us and learn and grow together in this garden of life. Thanks so much. See you next time. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.